They have chlamydia in their pee. Oh, I made a mess. Hello, and welcome to Bangers, the video game podcast about games in which you shoot things. Good games, bad games, and mad games. This week, we put the human race on notice and discuss difficulty in video games. It's our cutest game yet. It's Butcher. is a 2D shooter platformer developed by Transhuman Design and published by either Transhuman Design or Crunching Koalas in 2016 for Steam, Switch, Xbox One and PS4. And it has an average Metacritic rating of 70.75. James, James, this is the cutest game that we've ever, ever looked at. Is it? Have you seen the main character? He's a little fat guy. <laughs> He's a little pudgy fat guy. And he runs around and he makes the jam happen. He's adorable. So I'm going to admit that when I started this game up, it took me a good 20 seconds to work out which pixels were my character. You're the, you're the squishy fat pixels. Video game. Butcher as you've said, is a side-scrolling shooter and it's a pixel art game. And as James just said, it's very hard to tell which of those pixels you're playing as. This is a difficult game to play in some senses. And I got used to it, but it, yeah. There are, we, there are pixel art games that have a lot more clarity to them. Butcher's tagline is... The easiest difficulty is hard, and it purports to be a difficult game. Um, it isn't helped by the fact that you can barely see your character, even though he's adorable, and when you do clock him, you're like, oh. <laughs> I, I actually didn't find it that hard. I think when we talk about the gameplay, we'll, we'll touch on difficulty and what that means in video games at the moment there's been a lot of talk this year especially with Sekiro about difficulty and should games have an easy mode this game does have an easy mode we'll definitely be talking about that however uh yeah Butcher it's grimdark it has a tone like doom you you play as the titular Butcher I don't know if he has a like a real name or if they're even gendered but I've just been calling him the little fat guy because he's adorable. He's my little fat guy. Uh, And he is sent by an AI called Mother, original points there, to uh, exterminate mankind, which he does so in bloody gory violence. And that is the entire plot. Yeah, that's the story. There ain't no story. Um, There's some moderately cool pixel art cutscenes that have very little exposition. Yeah, this game is is gameplay first. And if you don't like that gameplay, then there ain't anything else. That's Rooty Tooty Point and Shooty. Rooty Tooty Point and Shooty. So you start with a chainsaw. That's quite Doom. 
Well, I wouldn't say this game wants to be Doom, but it's very inspired by Doom. Your default it's weapon very, is a chainsaw. It's very Doom and Quake influence. Yeah, definitely. Aside from the chainsaw, all the other weapons are like an army of two. All the other weapons are just variations of a shotgun. Uh, I sort of disagree, but not massively. Well, they're all high impact. I think there's impact. two guns. They're all high impact, high damage. And aside from um, games that have like little effect, the games, aside from weapons that have little effects like the flamethrower, which I really, really did enjoy, they all just do the same. They turn your men's into giblets. Okay, there's three guns. Okay. Um, there's the gun that has spread. Yeah. There's the gun that doesn't have spread. Mm hmm. There's the flamethrower. Mm. There's multiples of both the gun that has spread and the gun that doesn't have spread. Uh, beer went down the wrong pipe. That's horrible. Um, yeah, I am not interested at all in going through the guns. I don't know how you feel. Um, I will name the ones I can remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> quality, shotgun. Quality listening this. Let's name some of the guns <laughs> we can remember. Shotgun. Yeah. Assault rifle. Yeah. Ion cannon? Yeah, I think that might have been in this game, yeah. Flamethrower. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good that's a good memory. Railgun. No, that I'm thinking grenades. There were grenades. There might have been grenades. Yeah. But there was definitely a chainsaw. I used it quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so when you run out of ammo, you have the chainsaw. The chainsaw has like infinite ammo. Um all your other guns have ammo. Uh you can run out and I found I ran out quite quickly in a lot of things, which I, I didn't mind so much because due to like the fast nature of combat sometimes, it was quite cool to run out of ammo of my preferred gun, which usually was a flamethrower or a shotgun, and have to switch to something on the fly and really have to get the movement going, trying to find ammo and everything. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, the the moment to moment felt pretty okay. Did Did you like the guns? Not particularly like uh, none of them were bad but i didn't i didn't become fond of any to the point where i was like yeah this, this is the one i like it almost felt exactly the same as army of two to me where i liked the feeling of most of the guns but i couldn't say that any of them really did too much for me aside from the flamethrower that's because i have a soft spot for flamethrowers um i sort of felt like i had a priority of ones which went Flamethrower, assault rifle, shotgun, whatever. This game is... Com I like with a lot of things in this game. The guns are competent. They're not that memorable. But they do help bring the entire package together. They, um, What am I kind of trying to say? Um, they are there because they are expected to be there. I think a lot of the gun types... I think that's true of a lot of the gun types... I feel like it could really have done with something along the lines of the BFG. You're this man-slaying, uh, cute as he is, he's supposed to be like a man-slaying evil alien from beyond, or cyborg, or whatever he's supposed to be. I thought there'd be a lot more kind of interesting weapons. Uh, maybe like alien technology, or some something to kind of delineate that you're not of this world. I was sort of expecting some more melee. 
options rather than just chainsaw. Yeah, and when I was playing this, uh, my girlfriend came into the room and said, oh my god, are you playing as a dick with a block on the end? (laughs) So that's kind of what the chainsaw looks like. And obviously the main character isn't uh, isn't very clear where he is sometimes on the screen. So when you whip out the chainsaw and it's like three times the size of your body, you do just look like a big bollock. It does the, the Hotline Miami thing where when you kill things, it makes blood go everywhere. Um, Jam. But it doesn't quite have the clarity of graphics that Hotline Miami does. So once you've spread ketchup all over the screen, it makes it harder to work out where you are. Rooty tooty, point and shooty. So, Butcher is an odd one. It is a game that purports to be very difficult. Again, its tagline is the easiest difficulty is hard. It has that, um, it's shooting for that um, you die, you go back to the beginning of the level and you start again, just like Hotline Miami and other difficult, games of its uh of of its time however unlike those games one i didn't necessarily feel like hard was all that hard and then when i jumped up a difficulty notch i felt like the best way to approach almost everything in the game was to slow the game down let the game come to me which Mm. I I know that's not in the spirit of the game. The game wants you to be fast-paced, run and gun everywhere. But when I don't need to do that and can succeed anywhere, then why would I? I never felt... A tactic that I adopted fairly early on, um, and I never felt it was a waste, even when it actually was a waste, was to just, when I come to a new screen, just fire a couple of shots into that screen. Yeah just to get some mayhem going. Sometimes you need to do that just to figure out where the hell you are on the screen. Yeah. Or just because the enemies are there and you might kill one. Yeah. The <laughs> So the, the enemies are all human variants and things like that. And, uh, they're running around trying to shoot you and gun you down. For a super alien cyborg you you can't take that much punishment however you do dish it out in spades didn't really find any of the enemies that um aside from boss encounter um i didn't find any of them that interesting or appealing but it was fun to just mow them down and it i guess because they were quite generic it did push the idea that these are just pit pitiful, wasteful humans that we can just get rid of and nothing will be lost by destroying them. The only ones that actually bothered me particularly were the, the you know, the ones that run at you? Uh, They've yeah. got a melee attack. Yeah, they were um, annoying. Yeah. But not, you know, not too bad. And the, the levels themselves are littered with platforming puzzles as well. This is a side-scroller. You do some platforming. Um, I think that was my favourite part of a lot of the missions, actually. Beyond the shooting, I liked navigating the little traps, and it did feel like the world was out to get me, more so than throwing the soldiers at me. It also did the fairly cool thing you can do 
in quite a few games where it introduces this in the tutorial as well, um, which is a good thing, where you've got like a an environmental trap, but you can set it off in such a way that will just clear the screen of enemies. Yeah. So you can use the environment to your advantage as well. Yeah, the environments themselves are, I mean, they're, is it harsh to say they're quite bland and repetitive after a while? They're like Quake environments, like Quake 1 environments. But it's not 1997, then they're not 3D. Yeah, we have a B&R bonnet about sci-fi corridors and shooters. <laughs> and weirdly, I haven't seen many pixel art games that try and strive for the sci-fi corridor as its, as its, um, as its art aesthetic. Especially when a lot of the games where the sci-fi corridor was used heavily are it's used because the game is running on like late 90s technology where that is genuinely like the best you can do yeah so what did you think of the aesthetic overall let's talk about that let's talk about maybe its influences and and how we feel about it i don't know i i should like it but i don't well what is it Tell, tell me what the aesthetic is so it's that sort of 1990s id software warhammer 40,000 metal cover aesthetic of there's a lot of chains and sci-fi elements and pipes and gore and skulls and decaying industrial stuff yeah it's decaying industrial stuff that's the entire game is decaying industrial stuff it's a trend it's like trent reznor's like wet dream it's like if Trent Reznor had never learned some amount of self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very German as well. Yeah. Rammstein, but not as funny. It's very grim and it's very rusty. But the pixel art itself, at times, is quite beautiful. Like It's really nicely done at times. The thing is, you, you'd have thought that much talent that's created this art and it just seems to go to waste because the aesthetic is just this mushy brown mess of again they've taken the the sci-fi corridor and they've made it an art choice and it's bizarre like you can't see yourself most of the time on the screen it's uh it gets a bit dull after a while because it it just feels quite samey and repetitive They've taken Doom and somehow made that boring. And they've co- then you cover it all in red. Yeah, and then you cover it in jam. So, but the guy is very cute. So I'd I'd say it's it's technically competent art that isn't. It never comes together for me. I think we we have talked about this briefly um, in person, but how much do you think our disinterest in the aesthetic choice is just because we kind of grew up with games that were forced into this aesthetic choice i think there is an element where my first impression of this game and it's partly the ui elements as well down the side like there's a big terminator skull and yeah for your health the font and stuff. yeah um the pixel art of your gun the bullets 
it feels like it's trying to ape Quake in particular. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd say Quake more than Doom, but there is some Doom there. Yeah, of course. I think as well, like, if you were a younger person and Doom 2016's come out and it's rocked your world, this would be amazing to play as the, uh, especially on Switch, it would yeah. be amazing to kind of just pick up and be like, oh my God, this is the exact kind of tone and feeling that I'm going for right now that I'm really interested in. I think maybe just because we're jaded by having played a lot of games that that had a much bigger budget um, and did this in spades, aesthetically I'm speaking about. I think maybe we're just jaded with that. I think there's also an element of I'm kind of quite hostile to things that play on my nostalgia. Like, in me, I have become quite hostile to things that are trying to make me feel nostalgic. Oh, yeah, i completely there with you. When someone tries to tell me that's my age, that Back to the Future is the best film in the world, I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. No, it isn't. I mean, I like that film, but still... Yeah, Jurassic Park isn't the epoch of artistic tour de force. Yeah. There are other things that are being made right now that are still good. We didn't, our, we can't live in our childhood. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, all that's left is despair. But I think, I think if you didn't have the nostalgia that it might be going for, if you were going for it from like a, I like this sort of, industrial metal aesthetic i like my twitchy gory side-scrolling shooters you probably would have a much much stronger impression of this than me super hard should we um have a quick word about the difficulty yeah so difficulty in video games is a big thing i think Games like the Soul series have very much sparked this, which I am a massive fan of. I love the Soul series. Um, I like difficult video games. Um, I think both of us have been playing video games since, well, forever. Whilst I disagree with the sentiment that games have gotten easier, I just think the medium has moved into different spaces where accessibility is a um, is a key concern because they're not trying to punish you. I do still have a soft spot for a game that challenges me. I think this game does difficulty in a weird way and approaches the ideology of difficulty in a weird way. Uh, but I'd like to hear what James thinks about difficulty. So I think difficulty is a lot more complicated than some of the debate re recent like if you're listening to this in like three years time you might have forgotten this but it is a fairly current conversation in games media at present it is yeah the uh the difficulty mm. question um i think it's a lot more complicated than it's sometimes made out to be most definitely i think there's a lot of different ways that things can be difficult the absolute worst way a game can be difficult, and I don't think this is that, is that it's hard, and part of what makes it hard is that failure wastes your time. I think quite a lot of, I, mean, I think by design, quite a lot of like old arcade games fell into that. Oh yeah, certainly. Like I, coin, coin eaters and things like that. 
I'd say quite a lot of MMOs did that. Yeah. I know that at least in vanilla World of Warcraft, high-end raiding did that. Yeah. In a really big way. Like, yeah, go do like an epic mount's worth of grinding because you wiped in the highest level of raid. There are some action games, like character action games, especially older ones, where they still had quite an arcade design ethos where you'll die and it will set you back like an hour. An egregious example that I can actually remember is, you know, Final Fantasy X? Yes. You know Lady Unaleska? Yes. So you die. You have to watch the 15... The, the fight is like at least 20 minutes long. If you succeed. If not longer, I might be like massively misjudging the length of the time, but I'm doing it on the low end. Mm-hmm. But it's just after like a good 15-20 minute cutscene. People who uh, listen to this podcast regularly, this is the third time James yeah. has talked about this boss fight on the podcast. It's it it's made an impression on me. <laughs> it, that is the boss fight that put me off Final Fantasy. That's the reason I do not play Final Fantasy games. Wow. Like, at all. Wow. Because they waste my time. Yeah. Um... <laughs> so, don't waste my time. No, yeah. Um, but I don't think this game does that. But I do think it's got a slightly too long time to iterate. It it does. Especially um, early on. Just before we get back to framing it into Butcher, I suppose the the big modern argument is that games should have an easy mode, they should have an accessibility mode. If the the frame of that at the moment is um is Sekiro or Sekiro, uh, which came out, which is a from software game. And a lot of people it had a lot of marketing behind it, and a lot of people wanted to play it, but it's a very difficult game. A lot of people aren't they, they don't have either the time or maybe the skill set or even the desire to acquire a skill set in order to be quote unquote good at a video game. They just want to experience something that they find aesthetically pleasing or they just like the concept of. And the the counterpoint to that is that to make it to make it easy or easier or to have it accessible would diminish the uh the author's intent or the um the nature of the game it would diminish the game in, in general do you have any opinions on that i'm i'm fairly conflicted about it yeah i think the glib way of putting it would be I am quite sympathetic to sometimes the point of a game being quite hard is that the the difficulty of the journey is sort of the point. Mm. But at the same time, I don't want the game to be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> I also think... So this is my take on it. I think games, every game, should be accessible to all people as long as the author's intent is is put forward. So say in a game like Celeste, which is a fantastic game, so a, a pixel platformer, much like Butcher, except it's nice and not bloody. <laughs> and so that game has a an assist mode, and... You can tailor the game to... Because Celeste is a very hard game. 
you can tailor the game to have infinite jumps, you can have um, infinite retries and things like that, infinite energy. But the game says, look, we recommend that you don't play this way. This isn't how we made the game, you know. However, if you just want to experience it, then go for it. A lot of RPGs have this as well. Like uh, Prey has a difficulty mode, which is, do you just want to experience the story? We'll make everything a lot easier if you just want to experience the story. I I think that's cool. Like Heat Signature um, by Tom Francis, that has a permadeath for your characters, but you can turn that off. It clearly states this isn't how the game was meant to be played. You know, you're you're going against how we envisioned this game, but you can turn it off. And I, I think player agency is massive there. Um, I don't think players should feel bad about that. You know, I I am a massive. Um, I'm a supporter and. Uh, have worked with hope to work with more in the future the charity special effect which uh, helps disabled people um play video games and you know I, I can't imagine you know someone with say, cerebral palsy who has limited motion in their hands how are they going to play something like Sekiro you know I, but equally I think we should allow these people to experience all video games is I think it's down to the player how, you know how they um, how they approach a game so I think a good example of a super easy mode done quite well is or at least for the right reasons um, is in the recent Baldur's Gate remasters uh-huh. um, so I really like the incredibly obtuse item collecting second edition D&D gameplay of the Baldur's Gate series. Yeah. <laughs> I think I imagine do. I'm not alone, but there are not that many other people who are into that. No, it's niche. I also think there's probably quite a few people who quite like that sort of very bioary go and talk to people, experience a story with multiple choice dialogue. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look at the numbers of, uh, not modern Bioware games, but uh, a lot of Bioware games. Massive fan bases. So I think adding a a version of the game where you can just sort of ignore the obtuse second edition D&D gameplay is quite a good thing. Definitely. I mean, I think a lot of um, Bioware's kind of like 2000s onwards output can't you um just switch it to like story mode and you're just uh, yeah this is what I'm talking about yeah and then conversely I think you can switch it to combat mode which strips out all the story <laughs> I quite like both but then I play Baldur's Gate on core rules so yeah I I think that's cool to give people options of how they play their game like look if you I know it's a, a really, this is a really shitty example but if you pick up a book. And you're you get to a bit that you're scared about, you know, that's freaking you out. You can just skip that chapter if you. Or like, put the book down and 
go and do something nice. Yeah, if you get to a horror game, uh, if you are play, if you are watching a horror movie and there's a bit that you really fucking hate, then you can hide behind the sofa. If you're watching a romantic comedy with your parents and there gets to be a hot and heavy sex scene, you can skip right through it. Or, you know, watch and hold hands if that's your relationship. No judgment. Go and make the tea. Go and make the tea. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the reason why we've gone on this extended rant is, one, because we didn't have that much to say about Butcher. And two, Butcher has an easy mode. It has an easy mode, and it's called Wimp Mode. Wimp Mode kind of pisses me off a little bit. I just... I don't know. I think there's a... In games culture, there's a there's a fairly naff element of people who... They kind of draw a lot of their personal satisfaction from being good at games... Wimp mode. So wimp mode. Um, it basically makes the game. It makes the game so easy that it's practically not worth playing. And this is where, for me, the true face of Butcher lies. If you can make the experience so unsatisfying by making it easy, then I don't think the overall experience was satisfying to begin with. Like the the fun and enjoyment came from its difficulty or its perceived difficulty. And whilst there's a lot I like about the game, Wimp Mode, which is super easy mode, it, there is no there's nothing in between like the normal and Wimp Mode. Wimp Mode is 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 far too easy. You practically there's no point in playing the game. If you can't play it on hard, there is no point in playing it in Wimp Mode because it's just so easy and it's so boring. Like I had um I had my girlfriend play, and she doesn't really play games that are shooters. She's not that into it. And she was just, like, mowing through the levels. And after a while, she was like, this is so boring. And I I had to agree. It was very boring to watch. Um, The presumption to call it Wimp Mode and also put it out there, I think, was a big detriment for this game because it... Lowering the difficulty sort of shines a light onto a lot of its foibles, aside from the fact that your main character is really cute. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't like it when games are rude. Yeah. Also, don't be a dick to me, game. I bought you. Yeah. Be nice to me. I don't like it when games waste my time, and I don't like it when they're rude. A bit like people. Yeah. Stop being a person, game. <laughs> what does it sound like? So, this game, much like Doom and Quake, has a banging soundtrack. I don't. I. I think. I think there are games that this is heavily influenced by that have much better soundtracks. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Quite like it. Well, it's cool. It's industrial. It's not quite Mick Gordon, but you know, it's there's a lot to like. The the sound the sounds in general are pretty good. It does like sound the, gnarly. The weapons are quite punchy. The background industrial noise is quite nice, like good. I played this with I played this um, downstairs 
with one of the windows open because it was warm and my next door neighbour walked by and was looking in the window like what the hell is going on in there because all you could hear <laughs> were the horrible noises of people being murdered. The the screaming of the dead people long after they've actually died I wasn't so big on that but that was more like you're dead, stop screaming. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I soundtrack net positive for me, really. Not the best in the world, but it really, really added to it. And I I always appreciate that. And I have listened to the soundtrack on its own outside of the game. And that's always a big win for me. Like if, if the soundtrack leaves a good impression, then I'm very, very happy with it. James, did you like it? Not particularly. I didn't, yeah. It's not come across. Just wasn't for me. Sometimes games aren't for me. That's fine. Yeah, I I did kind of grow to like it. Um, I found it quite hard to come back to after playing a little bit. But the further I got along, the more I did kind of enjoy it. And I don't know whether that's because me and my girlfriend were joking about how cute the little guy is. Yeah, it's um, it it's strange because I love I love side scrollers, I love shooters, I really care, I really like a lot of the things that this is aping and that it's um, influenced by, but I just didn't really get into it, and I think that's fine. I think it's fine not to enjoy something. It's it's a cheap game. You know, um, it does one thing, and if you don't like that one thing, then go somewhere else. But uh... I think I should measure my saying I don't like it by while I was actually playing it, it was mainly fine. Like it, it didn't, it wasn't unpleasant to play. I just had no desire to play it again once I stopped. No, there is certainly nothing wrong with this game. It is it it looks nice, it has a strong aesthetic choice, it has good music. The gameplay is is fine, like it is it's fun at times. The things it is drawing from do it better. Yeah, and there are a lot of hard games out there. So, you know, if if you want if you haven't <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm almost tempted to say if you haven't played Hotline Miami and you want um you want this experience but done immaculately well, then play that. But if you like Quick, if you like Doom, if, especially if you're young and you've played Doom 2016, and you want something that's aesthetically similar but in a different genre, then yeah, pick this up by all means. It's cheap. It it goes on sale quite often. Just maybe isn't deep enough or um, strong enough to hold you uh, to hold your interest for very long, or to hold your interest if you've got a mount of a mountain of other difficult or challenging games that you could be playing. I have no idea what sausage this is. So can I can I pitch it? Okay. Okay. So this is my pitch, right? You've been to those, like, food fairs, like, village food fairs, right? Like the farmer's market? Yeah, yeah, sort of like a farmer's market. Do you know there's always, like, those stalls that are like, oh, this is a spicy, we've got ultra spicy, 
This is an ultra spicy sausage. Is this ultra spicy for an English person? Well, you go there and they're like, oh yeah, we've uh, we've added a lot of spice into this. Like, quote-unquote spice. And you go, oh, okay, this, I, I'll be able to challenge myself with this. You grab it, you take it home, and you're like, hang on. This is a sweet chilli sausage. This isn't <laughs> spicy. This isn't spicy at all. I I have this experience with a lot of things in this country that purport to be spicy. I think this is a uh, this is a sweet chili sausage. It's nice. Nothing wrong with it. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. But it's maybe maybe we we wanted a little bit more. We wanted more kick. Or just more flavor. But the little guy is very very cute. Thank you for listening to Bangers. You can contact us at bangerspod on Twitter or bangerspodcast at gmail.com. Bye!